book of Philippians, chapter 1. Paul and Timothy, servants of Jesus Christ, to all true Christians at Philippi, and to their bishops and deacons, grace and peace from God our Father and Jesus Christ the Lord. I thank my God for you whenever I think of you. My constant prayers for you are a real joy, because we have worked together for the gospel from the first day until the present. I am confident of this, that the one who has begun his good work in you will go on developing it until the day of Jesus Christ. It is only natural that I should feel this way about you. You were very dear to me. For during the time I was in prison, as well as when I was defending and providing the authority of the gospel, we shared together the grace of God. God knows how much I long, with the deep love and affection of Christ Jesus, for your companionship. My prayer for you is that you may have still more love, a love that is full of knowledge and every wise insight. I want you to be able always to recognize the highest and the best, and to live sincere and blameless lives until the day of Christ. I want to see your lives full of true goodness, produced by the power that Jesus Christ gives you to the glory and praise of God. Now I want you to know, my brothers, that what has happened to me has in effect turned out to the advantage of the gospel. First of all, my imprisonment means a personal witness for Christ before the palace guards, not to mention others who come and go. Then it means that most of our brothers, taking fresh heart in the Lord from the very fact that I am a prisoner for Christ's sake, have shown far more courage in boldly proclaiming the word of God. I know that some are preaching Christ out of jealousy, in order to annoy me, but some are preaching him in good faith. These latter are preaching out of their love for me, for they know that I am here to defend the gospel. The motive of the former is questionable. They preach in a partisan spirit, hoping to make my chains even more galling than they are. But what does it matter? However they may look at it, the fact remains that Christ is being preached, whether sincerely or not, and that fact makes me very happy. Yes, and I shall go on being happy, for I know that what is happening will result in my release, thanks to your prayers and the resources of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. It all accords with my own earnest wishes and hopes, which are that I should never be in any way ashamed, but that now, as always, I should honour Christ with the utmost boldness by the way I live, whether that means I am to face death or to go on living. For living to me means simply Christ, and if I die, I should merely gain more of him. For me to go on living in this world may serve some good purpose. I should find it very hard to make a choice. I am torn in two directions. On the one hand, I long to leave this world and live with Christ, and that is obviously the best thing for me. Yet, on the other hand, it is probably more necessary for you that I should stay here on earth. Because I am sure of this, I know that I shall remain and continue to stand by you all, to help you forward in Christian living, and to find increasing joy in your faith, so that you may feel great pride in me as your minister in Christ when I come and see you again. But whatever happens, make sure that your everyday life is worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I do come and see you, or merely hear about you from a distance, I may know that you are standing fast in a united spirit, battling with a single mind for the faith of the gospel, and not caring two straws for your enemies. The fact that they are your enemies is plain proof that they are lost to God, while the fact that you have such men as enemies is plain proof that you yourselves are being saved by God. You are given the privilege not merely of believing in Christ, but also of suffering for his sake. Now you are taking part in that battle you once saw me fight, and which, as you hear, I am still fighting.